or just lean in. Welcome to Tips and Sips, an excellent cigar experience. I am your host, Brandon Thompson, and these are my co-hosts, Ashley and Howard. Hey, y'all. Hello. How y'all doing? It feels so good to be back. Doing pretty good, doing pretty good. So, what am I smoking, Ashley? <laughs> We. <laughs> you are smoking um, the My Father's um, Las Antillas Maduro. This is my first time having this, so I will let y'all know how how it is. What you drinking with it? Crown Royal Peach on ice. Nice. What you smoking, Howard? Uh, that whatever y'all just said. <laughs> You're smoking a Padron right now. Yeah, but I'm about to. The, the Padron's almost done. They know I do Padron to tequila. I'm drinking 1800 Reposado, and I'm about to light up with Brandon smoking, but the natural. Right. We, me, uh, Howard, and I are both smoking the Los Antillas natural. Um, same as, like I said, same as Brandon, but just the natural version. Is that a new cigar? Um, newer. I would say I don't. I don't think there's new, uh, super new. I think there's newer, but. Um, so Is far. it rated? Right, I don't know. Look. So how y'all been? I've been uh, I've been good. Been on a hiatus, but I've been doing pretty well. I kind of missed y'all a little bit. I see y'all, but I don't, you know, chop it up with y'all like I used to. Well, I'm glad we're all back. Um, two weeks ago, I went to Vegas. Um, we have a cigar club here called Smokestack. Shout out to Smokestack. Um, Smokestack. Pipes, pipes and Pleasures. Um, they're here on a Wednesday nights for our listeners who want to come and hang out with them. We, they organized a trip to uh, Vegas to the Big Smoke. Uh, it's a big, big cigar convention in Vegas. And I had a great time. I went, took my wife. She actually smoked. I was surprised. <laughs> The organization, didn't that start from Ashley's dad putting it together? Did he put it together first? Uh, he did. I think, yeah. I think, yeah, because he that does the Dre. He's oh, come the, in for the, a minute. the travel, the travel plan. He's coming for a minute, Dre? Yes. This is Andre, um, Ashley's father. And he does the travel organization for... Well. Travel for Northern Northern Exposure Travel. And that was Northern Exposure Travel. And he's the one who started everybody getting onto the Las Vegas trip. And he does different. If you come to Pipes, oh, you, you, they did. Where's your next trip going? Uh, we have a trip going to Cancun in February. And then I'm putting I actually put together a trip. I'm 38. For uh, Jamaica in September. Okay. Okay. And if you have a, a place you'd like to go, want to do a group trip, uh, I did a trip to Cuba about two years ago. So when you say group, what size are you speaking of? Any, I mean, any uh, group, one or two or more. Um, I prefer to work with groups of like five to ten, but you know, okay. three, three or four rooms, I can still handle that. So you, you know one person is not a group though, right? One room. Okay, there we go. <laughs> well, if it's me, I'm a group. Oh, okay, there you go. There you I'm go. the one person who makes up Yeah, that's because he needs two seats on the airplane. <laughs> He's a little thick. <laughs> Heavy drop. <laughs> but yeah, so that, so he, you went with Smokestack Lightning and oh, you yeah, guys yeah, partnered and, with. Uh, so he made me, um, 
honorary member. I don't pay dues, so I can't pay <laughs> But we hit like all kinds of shops. We hit a uh, shop called um, Sugar Daddy's. It's the only black owned cigar lounge in Nevada. Shout oh, out wow. to Sugar Daddy's. Yeah. Okay. And I think like, so. Wait, what about the one you went to, too? Remember the other? Um, but it was a, I don't it was know a what mobile. that was called. Oh, oh, oh and the uh, Mobile Cigar Lounge. That, that's black-owned also. But they are based in a, in a California. They were, just, they were just there for the convention. So we uh, went, went there, and, and that was great. I have pictures of that on, on the Instagram, on our site. Um, but uh, Vegas, it was fun. My favorite thing about it, though, was I didn't know you could smoke cigars while you did Oh, yeah, yeah. So to me, that was just <laughs> was like everything, you know, free okay, drinking, so, slots. So let's just say, how much did you actually gamble? Because you don't spend nothing. <laughs> I spent about $20. <laughs> right, right. Keep the free drinks coming. <laughs> big, big baller. Water them down. Yeah. Bottle with drinks for $20. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, I don't gamble. <laughs> Bottle with yeah, drinks and but cigar. I, but I picked it hard. I picked it very hard. Yeah. Okay. Um, what, what have you been up to? What, what um, have you been up to while we've been away? Who, me? Um, yeah. Oh, me. I, you know, I, so I faded away because my mother had got sick. And then in August she passed. So there's a lot of things I had to work on. And, you know, not only, not only just working on, you know, taking care of all of that. I learned a lot about people. You know what I mean? Like like people who say they down for you and all that. And it's just, it's amazing how you have such empty uh, concerns that these people, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. cause I, I've never been through anything that traumatic. Right. And I really thought that, you know, going through something of that magnitude that everybody knows, like like she was like my best friend and, and I took care of her and uh, went through a lot of things with her, but it was just really weird that everybody knew how jacked up I was, but nobody came through and hooked me up. You actually came through and helped me move, Brandon helped me move, and, and the signs helped me. But other than that, everybody was like, call me if you need me. And every time I called, I was going to voicemail or they was busy, you know? Like, it was, it was just amazing, you know? I was just like, I realized that, you know, that I can't depend on a lot of people. I realized people like me. When I drink, when I hang out, you know, you know, they, they love my entertainment, they love my knowledge, but you know, I don't receive that same courtesy when when I'm in need, you know. So I, I learned a lot. And, you know, a lot of people went from really, really good friend status to acquaintances to I just say what's up to them now, you know what I mean? Because it was just it got real, real ugly and it was just it was so amazing how how like you you know people make it seem like they're there for you and they really don't want to be there you know like I didn't get I didn't get any cards I didn't get no flowers I didn't get no meal no nothing nobody did anything you know and it was just it was just really yeah and it, it was an eye opening thing and it, it's so funny because everybody thought I shut down but I didn't shut down I I became a lot more focused you know we we speak about it all the time about um, transference of energy and, and things of that nature and man I just I feel rejuvenated I feel you know I'm nowhere near what everybody thinks I should be at or whatever right. um, my numbers okay so I everyone knows I have congestive heart failure so 
I have to get my numbers checked all the time. Right after she passed, my numbers spiked. Okay, and it was like it was like so so much concern with the doctors and all, and they and they told me they asked me what was going on, and I told them, and they were like, you know, there's such thing as uh, broken heart syndrome. Never knew it, you know, and I I, I didn't realize. It. So then I start. I started doing my meditation, I started getting my head right, I started eating right again. I went back in two weeks later, my numbers were complete. He said this looked like two different seats. Yeah, well, and it and it's a mindset. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a straight mindset. Those are those times where you're you figure out how strong you are mentally, really, Right, you know? right. And you know, you either fold or you roll. Right. And I decided right. to roll. So it was good by me. And then and, you know, like I said, it all worked out. I, I don't I don't hang out as much because I got I still got things like on my mind because I'm I got a lot of things I'm working on mm-hmm. so therefore I don't have the time to spend and that's why I was absent with the podcast because it's just you know when when you got that mental thing going it's exhausting yeah you know it's not it's nowhere near depressing or whatever but yeah my doctor did send me to a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was so funny because the first thing she read, she's like, it says here that you're depressed. And I was like, who wrote that shit? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not depressed. So we sat there, we talked, and I was I was candid with her. I was truthful and I explained how I felt. I explained everything that I went through and I explained my mentality of everything. I explained that I felt like I've been rejuvenated. I felt like I had like you know, like I, I appreciate life more because her death was sudden. Right. You know, and it's like I from there I decided, you know, I'm gonna live my life but I'm gonna live it right and, and I I'm a calculated person, so therefore oftentimes I have to think a lot out and I have to think it out on my own because it's what's best for me. Right. And that's what people not what people are telling me I need to do. So I didn't make drastic moves because I don't want to regret or anything like that. But my therapist asked me, right, she asked me, was there anything that, you know, she said, you sound pretty good, you sound pretty, you know, calm and anything is good for you, but you still need an outlet, you can't stay focused on, because you're going to burn yourself out. Right. So she asked me, is there anything that you ever had a dream to do, or anything you wanted to, to uh, uh, accomplish, or anything that back in the day that you, you, you put to the back burner? <laughs> So I gave her the serious look and I told her I wanted to cut a Christmas album. <laughs> she, she said, what? I said, yeah, I want to cut a Christmas album. So, you know, and she said, like, yeah, so she's like, what? He is not taking this serious. So I told her, you know, I said, yeah, I, I'm thinking about doing a Kwanzaa album. I tried to, I tried to take it to a, a couple record stores, I mean, record company. <laughs> And they told me I used the word nigga too much <laughs> for a Kwanzaa album. I didn't get it, you know, but, you know, as I talk to people, I understand that Kwanzaa is positive black, right? So, yeah, okay, so now I get it now. Now I know why I turned down, so now I, I might do back another to, album. Back to John Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll do a kid's album or something. So, in alignment with that, real quick, I have a question for you because we, we spoke about it a little bit, but... Um, because you've gone to therapy, because this is becoming a little, um, a, you know, a bigger conversation around mental health and how important right. that is. Um, is that something that you recommend? I know you said you've been in grief counseling as well before for right. other things. Right. Um, but, you know, this in particular, is it something that you recommend for people who are 
you know, in that space or even in that space with other things, is that something that now having been through that, that you would recommend to other people? I would say yes, because there's problems that come up that you you don't realize that are either coming your way or something that you're dealing with that you don't realize is a problem because you think you got it, you think you got it handled. So I went to counseling. This is my fourth time going. The first time, my job told me they were going to suspend me if I didn't go to anger management. Because <laughs> I was a little aggressive, you know. And but I I picked my words wisely. But everybody was kind of like kind of the leery on coming at me. So I went there and I learned how to tone down my my demeanor. You know, it, it was it was not only what I spoke, it's how I spoke it mm-hmm. and how I looked when I spoke it. You know, because like. A lot of times, as a black man, you can't have that, you know, that, yeah, because if you look like you got your chest out, it's intimidating to a lot, you know, because I had all white managers, you know, and because I didn't cuss, they couldn't write me up, but they were all afraid to approach me because of what I was going to do, what I was going to say, because I can pick the right words to cut you down, you know. So then my other one is when I went through my divorce, I thought I was fine. But then I realized that um, in the back of my mind, I was thinking that I failed in some way. So I had to go and figure that out. And I realized it wasn't a, a failure on my part. It was a change in direction on our part. Right. You know, so I, and, that, and, and that changed me. And another one was one time my mom had got sick and um, I didn't know how to approach her because my words were so direct mm-hmm. and I was just trying to figure out ways to carry myself in a different way once again the anger management style mm-hmm. and every time that I went to a therapist for those particular things it, it actually changed you know how I handle people and how people perceive me because you know I, I realized um, the English language is an art form mm-hmm. you know and yes. you have to paint the picture for the people that is receiving the message, you know? So I, I learned, I learned my crowd, I learned, because you know, everybody keeps saying, I'm gonna be me, I'm gonna do me, and nobody's gonna stop me. Right. But you have to know, some people don't receive that, this, yes. you know? So yes. I, I learned, you know, even with her passing, I learned that, um, that my approach to people has to be accordingly to who they are and the type of person, you know, like, you know, you don't wanna get dialect too high, you don't want to get the verbiage all crazy, you don't want to get the tone wrong, and, you know, because there's some people that I had to approach because I didn't, I didn't appreciate um, some of the things that they were commenting on about my mental health, you know, it's like, if you feel I have a problem, you don't run around to people that I know talking about, you know, he's this and he's that, you come to me and you let me know and then from there we can work on that you know what I mean because like how am I going to get better with dealing with you if all you're doing is talking about me instead of talking to me right right so I had to learn that approach but there is some that I wanted to put some hot ones in them you know there's some of them you know yeah you know but yeah it it was really interesting but I uh but, you know, but so I hear you say a lot of the therapy that you did go through helps you. A, a lot of it is the, the you know the things that you are conscious of, but a lot of it is the stuff that you know our minds are very powerful and that they will push down things that we don't want to remember or right. that are hurtful for us to right. acknowledge. 
And so, I mean, you said that therapy helps, you know, with some of those feelings or things that you may not have considered well, consciously. The biggest thing that I can see difference in me now is mm -hmm. that um, I would say when she was sick, she had got sick in July. Mm -hmm. um, when after she had uh, after she had passed, I don't remember saying much of any jokes. I didn't joke a lot. Mm -hmm. I didn't. Everything was just so serious, mm -hmm. you know. But then. I started, you know, once I started realizing, you know, and, and I started accepting things for, because like I said, hers was sudden, mm -hmm. and it was like, I didn't have time to prepare, mm -hmm. I felt like I didn't even have time to, but the good thing is, like, when I found out, her and I, I would sit on the bed and we would just chop it up, and you know, and she was just, her, her request to me was to be open with people, because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, I don't really talk to a lot of people, right. that's why the podcast is hard for me, because... I know a lot of people want to hear me, mm -hmm. and sometimes I don't even like. I got this thing. I don't want to entertain people that I don't like. You know, and I look on <laughs> there and I you. see some of the people that see the podcast. I'm like, man, fuck you! Don't be laughing at my jokes. You don't deserve that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so you know, I, I I go through that a little bit, but other than that, I think I'm, I, you know, I think I'm in a good state right now. I have a friend um, that used to take care of my mother, mm -hmm. and she was seeing how stressed I was about, you know, moving and about, you know, all the stuff I was going through. And she was just basically, she reached out and like, you know, come and um, stay with me till you get your head right, you right. know, and that'll help me and it'll help you. Right, so, and, right. and it's so good because, you know, platonic relationships mean so much to me. Yeah. You know, I have, I have so many women in my life that I don't sleep with, that I've never kissed on, that I, I mean, I flirt because that's what everybody does, but you know, we have an understanding, like, you know, it is, we chop it up and we are friends. Mm -hmm. And because, because I have that, there's, there's women that I can fall back on and I can, you know, I can sit there and have my conversations and everything is good to go. Right. You know, but that, and that's the good thing, man. And I tell everybody, you know, if you want to stay cool with a woman, don't give her money and don't give her sex. Because <laughs> once that, the expectations kick in, man. Great expectations. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's uh, about it. Ashley, how you been? I've been really well. Um, I, I mean, it's, it's, stress, it's a stressful time, but a happy time. Um, so um, if you've been here, I probably talked to you about it. You've heard me talk about it. But um, hopefully here soon, I will be relocating to Houston, Texas. And so I'm, you know, just spending a lot of time in preparation for that. Um, it's a lot harder than I was expecting um, relocating to a new state because it's the first time I've ever done that. Um, so it's, it's a bit more challenging than, than I, I thought because you kind of have to, it's about timing um, somewhat. Um, I can't really see what apartments are going to look like until closer to my move-in date. So, you know, it's just trying to, to be prepared and think forward. But, you know, you still, it's like I'm, you know, kind of at bay with, um, with time. So, uh, why are you moving? Why am I moving? I need to change the scenery. I love y'all here. I love pipes. If I could pack pipes up in my back pocket and take it to Texas, I would. <laughs> um, but it, it's just, you know, it's time for a change. I've been in Ohio my entire life. Um, and speaking of mental health, um, I struggle a lot with um, like seasonal depression, um, and I found that out in college. And so, um, you as mean a, seasonal, like when the sun is down, and yes, yeah, yeah, yeah struggle, winter, yeah, yeah, struggle, yeah, yeah, yeah. extremely, extremely bad with that. Um, you know, as I've gotten older, and now that I'm aware that it comes, I try to mentally prepare. But just to put it like as simply as I could, it feels like 
you know, like I'm dying a little bit. You know what I'm saying during this time. Like I feel like every winter I go, I feel like I'm dying, and I just am like, you know, I gotta go. You know, I can't. I it, for myself and just for the thing, even outside of that, um, just wanting to blossom and find my own way, build my own path. And that's not to say that I'll never come back to Ohio or anything like that. But I just know that it's time for me to kind of branch out and explore a little bit, um, you know, being on my own and, and being somewhere where, you know, I don't have a safety net necessarily and then I'm kind of having to be resourceful on my own. Um, so, you know, it's just, it just a change of scenery, you know, a different, different economy, different group of people. So where are you thinking of going? Um, Houston. Okay. Yeah, definitely, definitely Houston. Um, it was between Houston, Dallas, and actually Charlotte, um, North Carolina. Um, and I had interned in Houston before. Now and then, I had you know gone back and I interned there with the um, Houston Health Department when I was in college. And I really liked it. The first thing that I, I I told my friend, I was like, I like how diverse it is here. I like that. I love that there's everybody everywhere. Um, the one thing that my my one bad thing was the weather. But, you know, you grow to appreciate those things when you don't have it. So um, now I'm in a place where I can appreciate the weather for sure. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just ready to kind of blossom out and, and do that. And um, I also have a birthday coming up, my dirty 30. <laughs> and um, so I'm preparing for that. We are doing a um, trip to Aruba. Okay, um, when is that? So I'm going to be there uh, the 30th. So we're going through New Year's. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so we have a bunch of us, like me and a friend of mine, or me and actually two friends of mine are going. Miss um, Iris says she's going, you know, she, I, don't, I don't know if she's ready for, you know, Aruba Ashley, so I don't know we're going to take her with us. But um, yeah, we were set to set to go, and so I'm, you know, preparing for that, just trying to, like I said, pack and do all the little tedious things that, you know, have to happen. But I'm also in a place where I'm trying to spend, like, meaningful time with, you know, the people that I, you know, see as meaningful and trying to put in as much time with them as I can um, before I go. And, you know, just trying to make sure that I establish those solid friendships that, like, you know, even if I'm there, I'm not, those are, you know, still going to be be up and running. And when I get back, it's, you know, it's like I, I didn't miss the beat. So that's what's been keeping, keeping me, I mean, not away, but <laughs> away from the podcast a bit. And I'm excited about it. It's a nerve-wracking time, but it's one of those things. It's kind of like when you're getting ready to go on a vacation and you're stressed about packing. And you realize that, okay, all this stress, you know, culminates into the, it's about to culminate into this big experience that I'm going to really enjoy myself. So almost make the, you know, the trip worth it because all the stuff that happened in between it that, you know, you almost didn't get to the airport on time, you know, all those little things. So that's where it is with me right now is just, you know, the stress that comes with that big change. Um, I'm just in that place, but I'm not, um, I don't feel bad about it though. I, it is, it is, um, partly stress, part excitement, but I don't feel, you know, I feel good about it though. So do you already have a cigar shop that you're going to go to? I don't have a cigar shop and I, and, and I said that when I get down there, I, I really do want to, you know, just kind of explore, you know, what that looks like down there, um, explore that territory, who's in the business down there, what they're doing, you know, what that looks like, what, the, what do they have that's different from us. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm totally open to the industry and I, and I was telling the people here that, you know, down there, the cigar culture is a lot bigger. Um, and well, so tobacco is the cheapest in America for some reason. Exactly. So, you know, that, that industry is huge and booming down there. So I definitely want to, you know, get my toes inside there and, you know, see what it has to offer. Um, 
I'm trying to, that's where I'm at. So I'm trying to get my hands into everything that I can. Right. Um, and, you know, building up my brand and, you know, building connections because I'll find a way to connect anything. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I'll well, so find a way to do that. consider opening up uh, Pipes and Pleasures too? Yeah, absolutely. If that's if that if that is in the cards for us, I would not mind doing that. You know what I mean? And I told her that that's something that you know my mom um, that that's something that you know when we get down there and see that what that looks like and if that's feasible for us to do, I'm you know I'm down for it. You know, it's a lot of work, but you know I'm down for it. And and I think that what she's been doing is is almost grooming me. You know, for. For that she my mom yeah she is very clear that she does not want me to go as well as everyone else <laughs> so um she just you know kind of grooming me to to learn the, the business aspect of this and um just the you know not just the you know seller's point of view um but but everything else that comes with it as well so and i you know i think she's doing a good job and there's a lot that i've learned you know being here for you know the last year and a half um it, i've learned i've learned well going on two years actually but um i've learned a lot i've learned a whole lot that i wasn't really prepared to you know before just coming and doing our offside events and things like that and how much organization this takes and you know just how just how what really goes into all of this so since you didn't smoke prior to, to working here, and you do a little bit now, do you, like, do you see a difference in, in yourself? Like, do you like it more? Do you have a certain type of type of tobacco you like? Certain cigars you like? Um. Yeah. Yeah. So. So I. I was actually telling my mom my my taste has grown a lot more um, since working here. I was really only a mild person. Every now and again, I'd be like maybe a mild plus. Now I'm into like more of the mediums. Um, and I'll say I, I smoke a medium plus every now and again. Um, and and I am I can tell you that I'm more aware of the flavors that I'm tasting now and um and how to taste those and how to explain how to taste those to other people. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like I, we were all I think y'all were in here when I was talking to Danny. Um, and he was like, you know, I think I don't know if, if what I'm tasting is what I'm supposed to be tasting or if I'm tasting anything. And so, you know, I'm able to explain it a little bit more in depth of what this experience really, you know, means. But that also makes it a little bit better for me because now I also, too, am, you know, tasting things just a little bit different and trying things, trying new, newer things that I probably, you know, wouldn't have. I probably would have just stuck in, like, you know, with my Gurkha Grand Reserve or, um, uh, flavored stick or something like that, but I'm definitely trying, you know, trying more things. I don't try them, all, you know, as often when I'm working, of course, or when I'm on site. But when I'm off site, I do, you know, if we if we got some sticks I've never tried before, or we're going out to work an event, I'll try something that I, you know, haven't done before. So uh, I was in here last weekend and I was with, I was, I was smoking with uh, two guys. Mm -hmm. And they were telling me something about retrohaling. You ever heard about that? Retrohaling? When, when you breathe it in, uh -huh. the cigar, you blow it out through your nose, and mm -hmm. you get more flavors. Oh, okay. Now but that I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I just well, choke, yeah. choke like, like crazy. <laughs> now, okay, so that's new. I've now never that, heard that. Yeah, I've never heard of that either. That's new. So, they were saying you can taste more throughout your nose. So you, so you blow it out your nose, but it's not easy. No. It's something you got to practice. Yeah. Are you trying it now? No, no, heck no, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I, I, no. I can say that there are other things um, <laughs> that I enjoy um, smoking, and that is, I could see, I could see how that could could mm -hmm. be somewhat true. I mean, and plus, you got to think too, like 
your your nose and of course your your olfactory you know is all connected so i can see how that could actually you know make some sense in terms of you know tasting it a little bit more so you went to our other bar right right overland overland oh D overland college (laughs) (laughs) what was your major um psychology okay so but you feel like you got enough business sense now to run a shop Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I mean because really, um, sales, salesmanship, and really business, the art of business, really is psychology. You know what I'm saying? If, if I can convince you of a plan that's gonna work, and I can make you believe in a dream, and you know, say this dream and tell you this is how we're gonna do it. I got a plan. You're gonna, you, for the most part, you're gonna buy into that. If it's a solid plan, and, and I have a way to market this, and I have a way to you know capture people's attention with it, that's really what you know. Um, for real, for real, business is. And but that's where the psychology kicks in, right? Right, and so and so there are you really can do. Um, you can be a psychologist essentially for Fortune 500 companies, right. um, and, and and you can do this in a couple of different forms. Um, and one being where you go in and essentially assess their work environment and, and pretty much tell them if they have like a toxic work environment or you know it's not a conducive work environment, how they can improve on that, how um, like you know uh, people who are in uh, positions of authority, how they can better engage with their employees or how they can elicit a certain response from their employees. So th- there is definitely a, a psychology aspect. There's definitely you know obviously the business, the, the financials and stuff like that that comes with that. Um, but a lot of like the strict on the front end of that is you know marketing, product placement, things like that, which hey. which are things that I do extremely well. Um, and fortunately, I you know this wouldn't be a process that I that I would be doing completely alone right. um, because you know she there are going to be some things that she probably have to walk me through um, or you know we'll have to collaborate on until I'm you know comfortable with them. Okay. Um, but for the most part, I, I feel like I do have a pretty good handle on you know most of the things. It's like pulling teeth sometimes, and she does ask me to do them, and I don't always want to do them, but she makes me do those little things so that you know I know how to you know how to do them. Um, some of the stuff I, I really haven't gotten into just because like I'm like girl, it's a little too much. <laughs> so with but, you being with you being uh, here, you work seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Well, so, yeah, six or seven days. A week. Okay, yeah. so uh, my most interesting thing is during the week, who have you met? this week that like stands out because yesterday I was at a cigar shop mm. and I met an opera singer interesting okay. right right and I'm like why are you smoking and you're an opera you know? singer <laughs> yeah so he was Listen. like he, he said he, he studies music at Ohio State and mm-hmm. and he said he hates it so, <laughs> so but he was saying he loves the music but he said he doesn't think he's going to do the opera thing but yeah. and he, he said that if he smokes, he can't sing for at least two hours. But he, I was just thought that was really weird. But well, well funny enough, in, in college, so Oberlin, um, they have one of the most notorious conservatories um, in, in all of really the United States. Right. Um, and th- I have a bunch of friends. One who um, actually, she her name is Lanisha Crump. You guys should check her out. Um, she um, has done a bunch of stuff with. Um, the op- like the opera company like she's done a, a bunch of like full blown operas on Broadway she does right. a bunch of stuff she's on like Facebook Instagram um, and she was in the conservatory needless to say we you know used to enjoy our smoking back in the day and um, I always thought like you know if you're a singer you just you know you shouldn't touch that and, right, you know, but right, right, right. no they they I mean you know they know how to care for for themselves yeah, and, and they're pretty good saying. about that yeah. um, but. 
Who did I meet that was interesting this week? Um, hmm. There's a lot of interesting people that come in here, and, and maybe not even necessarily for what they do, but just because they're interesting people to me. Right. Um, but I would say this week, this week. Well, well, and, and I'd say that this gentleman, um, he um, is a little league coach. Um, he was actually here today, and we were having some pretty interesting conversation. And not that you know, I, I don't know what he does outside of that work necessarily, um, but he was interesting to me because he's been here before. But that was the first time that we've had like you know, um, very lively conversation that way and, and debate. And so that was kind of cool just to see him, you know, just to talk to him for the first time on that level, you know, in here what he has to say. Then it was fun. It, it was a pretty funny. It, it was a turned up conversation. We, you know, people were really passionate about their stances, but it was, you know, it was a lot of fun having that conversation. So he was just over in the corner cracking up. They were cracking up. So I always feel like that, like more so that I, I getting to talk to people, you know, that interests me and, and I find them interesting once I find out a little bit more about who they are and like, right. you know, what they're right. doing stuff. So I always meet, it's always some interesting people in here, you know. It's, it's funny always how you can meet so many different people in the CR shop, you know. It's literally. Who met the woman who studied bats? You oh, remember her? yeah, yeah, her yeah. and the guy, yeah. They just studied bats. They were pipe, they yeah, she, he liked the pipe, and they, yeah, and they studied bats, and, and they were, like, telling us about, you know, all, what they go out and do and, like, how they have to um, pretty much sit out and, you know, observe, and they'll be out at these sites for, you know, days at a time or whatever. And so that was pretty cool, and, it, and it, I mean, the, it, we only found out, it ran, literally, random conversation, you know, just chatting with them a bit, and I always try to do that, too, um, just because I feel like um, smoking is somewhat of a curated experience, whether it be it pipes or, you know, cigars, right. and so you, you never right. want anybody to feel like you're making a decision, especially when they ask you for a suggestion or advice, um, you never want them to feel like it's an impersonal suggestion, you always want them to feel like you, you, you know, you're taking them into account. And that you you know you want them to to feel like that choice was curated for them and especially for them and that you know this is you know I'm choosing this for you and and I think that especially with first time smokers as well um, you know they they tend to you know they're like oh, I don't know you know what I want to smoke what I would smoke and so and they're looking for you really to make a suggestion to them and so you know I feel like that's one of those things where you won't know that unless you talk to people. I'm hurting though, buddy. Come on. Brad, do you beat anybody? So, I'm a mason. So, I see people always look at, at their jewelry to see okay. if, they're, if they're a mason. And that guy that we met that one time, he was, a, he was from um, Oh, the guy who, he the, the, the winter bird that goes down to, yeah, the snowbird. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was interesting. He was in so many houses. He was in so many parts of masonry. That was very interesting. He, he was a Mason for like 50 years yeah. and shit. Yeah, so always meet people and uh, it's very interesting to uh, talk to them because these are people that you wouldn't talk to anywhere else. Really. Right. You know, right. so, and that's, that's one of the things yeah. I told my mom that I like. One of my most favorite things is that this is, and this has been, you know, well before I was I always said that, is that this is a place where, I mean, you, you can have you know, a CEO of a Fortune 500 coming in here, you know, throwing jokes and, you know, my you know, father was coming in here, y'all said, and, you know, 
throwing jokes and you know and, and you get to experience people like you said that you wouldn't normally either run into or probably have such you know profound conversations with and I've always liked that element you know what I mean that it, it was a mixed group it was you know you got people who are a little older you got people who fall you know a little younger you got people my age um and and there and I think that you know that older group is kind of ushering some of them, you know, bring their, their sons in or, you know, their daughters in and stuff. And so that was, that's always been kind of cool that it's always been spread out as to what you're going to get or, you know, the conversation you're going to get or, you know, whatever out of everybody. And I've always enjoyed that about Pipe specifically. I don't, I haven't really visited a lot of the other shops in depth like that. Um, but I, I do like specifically here that, that I've always seen, you know, that kind of thing. So I, I enjoy that. I, that's one of my favorite things about here is, is, you know, the diversity and, and, you know, we have people who've been coming here since the day this place opened, you know, right, right. you got people who are new here, you got people who are the in-betweens, you know, people who moved here, um, and so it's cool, it's cool to be able to be that common, you know, common house for that, for everybody to be on there, you know. So how, how do y'all like this cigar? I like mine a lot. I, I was saying. very smooth, yeah. kind yeah. of creamy, has a great draw. How are you doing? I, you know, I'm not a big My Father fan, but I do like this one. Uh, the other one that I, uh, the other My Father that I really, really like, and this is nice, but the one with the lie, which one is that called? The lie from... From Mesa. Yeah, that's the My Father that I really like, but this is nice, and, and it's not, because a lot of the My Fathers are just too full for me, but this is a perfect smoke for me. This is a full, but it's good. It's yeah. And it's not too full. But see, yeah. you have the Maduro. Yeah. And this gauge, what is this, a 60 gauge? Yeah, the, uh, this is considered a, a Toro Gordo. Um, okay. Yep. Or no, I'm sorry, this is, a, this is considered a Toro Grande, which is essentially a 60, pretty, pretty much. Um, so, Ashley, what events are coming up? Um. So, coming up this weekend, we have um, one of our regulars, our girl, um, Sharmisa. She uh, usually chooses Shar's Kitchen. She, you guys probably have, have either gotten meals from her, seen, some, seen her cooking in here before. Um, she's actually celebrating her 50th birthday, so y'all should definitely come out. Um, it is open. We're going to have a good time. Um, next week, um, I, I don't, I'm not sure just yet. Um, but of course, we always do a collaboration with First Friday. We usually work their events as well, so that's off-site, um, and I believe it is usually hosted at either Callahan's or Aura. Um, and I'm not sure which is going to be yet. Um, and then I think we also have an event here or here next week. I want to say um, I'm not sure what the event is next week, and I have to get back to y'all on that one. We'll probably record again before then. But um, this week is Shars Shars 50th birthday. It's gonna be it's gonna be nice. Y'all come dress fly. We we bringing them out. We are bringing them out. That's cool. So y'all got any any future plans? Y'all got anything coming up? Any future trip? No future trips or anything? No right now. We going back. I heard you going back to back to Vegas, Vegas. We're going back. For the big smoke again. For the big smoke, okay. Next year. Okay. That was a fun time. So you definitely recommend the big smoke. Mm-hmm. Now, now, okay, well, question. So you, did you actually go to the, the big smoke event? I did not go to the event. Okay. But I went to everything else. Okay. And, uh, but the, the uh, people I was with who went to the big smoke had a, had a great time. Right. They came back with about 40 cigars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that's one way to stock up your humidor for sure. I did go to a shop and they were hand rolling cigars in there. Oh. And they were handing them out as they were doing it. Oh, okay. And those were great cigars. Yeah. Now, fresh. could you pick the, the filler and no, all that? No, you couldn't. He was just doing them. And, and he was rolling them quick, too. Okay. Yeah. Super quick. It was crazy. Now, do you... So how do they sell it, though? He had this glue. Yeah, this is the cigar Then he would roll them in this machine real quick, just like back and forth. And, uh... Like an old old washing machine, you know how they used to do that, and mm -hmm. they used to go back and forth with it. Yeah, that's all he would do. Okay, that's how they probably make like you know the modern day like joint rollers. That's probably based on like a similar concept essentially. <laughs> <laughs> I just say they nah, got that, and now they got the um they got like now the leaf like like if you were the like backwoods or frontal uh, leaf, they have rollers that roll those specifically as well now. So it's probably based on that same principle. I'm sure that's what the you know the basis of probably what they use, but. Not so, so did you smoke that one right away? Because I know that a lot of people say that when they hand roll specifically, uh -huh. um, sometimes when they try those, they're a little, they're a bit earthy, and um, they, you know, the the flavor to them doesn't I set in right away. Right away, okay. it was great. Okay, it was great. Okay. Was it a Maduro or a natural? It was a natural. Well, okay. in between. Okay. Okay, medium. medium. In between. Yeah. Now, what do you say? This is? Do you, do you feel like this is a, a mild, or do you feel like this is? I feel like it's like a medium full, but yeah. It's not overbearing. Yeah, know, it's I'm, a I'm a medium person. So yeah, that's why I usually stick with my Padron. If I if I do any type of heavy, it'll be the Padron 64 or the 26. Right, you know? right. And I had one of those the other day, but yeah, this is a yeah. That's what I was gonna say. I was it was giving medium for me, but like I said, it's not overwhelming. It's right. not. Um, it, it's a, it's pretty it's pretty smooth medium to me, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, enjoyable flavor. Um. I have no complaints, honestly. The draw on it is good, like you said. I, um, you know, no cracking, no unraveling. You said, uh, "Do I have any plans?" I do have a plan. I think I'm a. I think I'm gonna start dating again. Okay. No, okay. guys or girls. <laughs> I don't. I haven't. You know. <laughs> so so tell us so for our listeners. How tell us about your OnlyFans. <laughs> that is coming up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think y'all want to know. <laughs> That's a working process. <laughs> he told me I could be in charge of marketing, y'all. So. so, you know, I'm not big on the date scene lately. You know, I, you know how I feel about that and all. But you know, I got a lot of free time and all. Wait, this should just so, get to your second though. Well, well, what happened? Okay, so. What happened was made me really consider, you know, like, you know, I got a lot of downtime, you know, and, you know, since I'm by myself now, it's quiet and all, and, and that's all cool and all, but what happened was I got out the shower and I was like, okay, let me do a mold check, you know what I mean? Because, you know, when you're single, you got to do it by yourself, you know, you got to make sure that, you know, that your body's still right, you don't have any, you know what I mean? So, what did you call it? A mold check, you know. <laughs> So I was doing it. I think I got a little bit aggressive. You Is know, it actually a mold check? Well, I had an orgasm. So it's like, wait a minute. I think I need a girlfriend. I'd be lonely in so many ways now. I'm just so, you know, The fact that that was the deciding moment. <laughs> right. But you know how I feel about the whole trust issue and all. So, you know, I just, I guess I've been through a lot, listened to a lot, and Man, you know, it's so funny because a lot of these people have been like, these girls have been coming out of the woodwork, like, talking about how they kind of like dug me and all, you know, like, and it's just like, come on, man, you know what I mean? Like, 
I don't understand that. You know, I, I don't. I don't know why they would sit on it for so long. It, it does not impress me. It does not do anything for me anyway. So, you know how I feel about you know relationships and all of that. I'm sure if you follow, you know, there's a there's something. I, you know, like I'm like I'm not seeking out that low self esteem chick like I used to. I want I want a high self esteem chick now, but. I want her to be realistic. I'm just she's not a The fact that you just glazed over that. <laughs> you no. used the one. That's low self-esteem one. I'm just saying. He glazed right on over that. It was so, it was, it was a, like an easy target. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. But now it's like I want I want a high self-esteem one, but I want her to be realistic and know she ain't a 10. Like if you a 6, you can scream 7 all day. I don't care. But I, I want like a girl who like, you know, like got a tattoo over a bullet wound. You know what I mean? I want, you know, I want, you know, I want one with a C-section scar. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, that knows she's got flaws, you know? You know, that that's the kind of thing that I want. You know, the ones that wear support bras because, you know, basically the nipples be tickling their, their uh, knees when they be sitting down. You know what I'm saying? Things like that. You know, there's just different things that I want. And I just... I just want whoever I'm with to be realistic about who they are, right. what they represent, you know, so whatever is, it is. Is there, a, is there a flawed woman place that you go to to meet these women? Uh, a well, realistic flawed woman place, exactly. I walk Main Street a lot. <laughs> so, That's why you're that, the wrong one living. Well, I'm just saying it, it's for health reasons. <laughs> You know what I mean? I get my walk in, you know, and ironically, you know, there's some of them out there, but I don't have change at the time, you know, so I don't really get a chance to know them. People watch. Right, right, you know, so I just, you know, there's just think different things that I want, man, and I just, you know, I'm just being realistic, though, but I think, you know, uh, a healthy relationship is really, really hard to get, especially if people aren't honest with themselves, you know what I mean, because, like, they, they put themselves on this pedestal, and then, like, they you're not bringing all that to the table, you right, know? Right, And that's, that's that's my biggest problem. Like, everybody wants to talk about what you can do for them, you know? Right. Like, instead of coming and saying what we could do together. Right, You right, know, and that's, right. that's my biggest issue, though. But I don't, you know, I don't I don't care if you got three nipples. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, I was like, all three. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm y'all not think y'all be, only fans about to go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna be biased. She might not have feeling in that third one, though. right? I'm not gonna be biased at all. You know, I'm like, I just don't, I don't, I don't care like that. You know, so it, it's all good with me. But like, okay, yeah, like, like a realistic one. Like, I want a girl who, like, that gets like Section Eight or Snap. And she look at it as a side hustle, a realistic one. You know what I'm saying? A realistic one. Um, that's all I'm saying. It's just things that I want out of you know out of relationship. It's just hard because nobody's coming at it real. You know, you know, you look at Instagram. They all showing these pretty ass pictures, and then when you see them, you know, without the makeup, without the extension, without you know, like. You know, because you that their their real lives be, are you know are, are ugly. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? horrible. Those and that's what I tell people all the time: falling in love off of Instagram. You are falling in love with a snapshot of these people. You know, right? And not necessarily right. who they are. These are just snippets of people. You know that they want you to see at that. Right. You know, and of course, everyone's going to celebrate the good moments. You know, yeah. Yeah. so it's like you know people fall in love with with these personas of people mm-hmm. online, and really you can get whatever persona you right. want. You know, that's that is the beauty. 
in the danger of the internet. Yeah, we had a discussion, and um, so they remember you you were with me, and I was asking about the thirty day rule, and the thirty day rule means something to me, you know, and because I if I date, I still don't I don't immediately with anybody, you know what I mean? It's like I gotta know who you are, yeah, you know, because. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing, I, I still believe in transfer of energy. I believe that if you have sex with somebody, you bring in their aura, you know? And it's like, if you know somebody within 30 days, mine is almost 90 days, you know? And, and you know, because it, you can't base stuff on sex. Right. You right. know, because that's like the, that that should be the cherry on the top. It right. It shouldn't be. I mean, and not to mention, at, at around that two month, you know, now it's two month mark, you'll start to see people going back into, you know, uh, remissing back into habit. So mm-hmm. you'll see who, who they, they are. Yeah, who they are, because they'll stop doing, you know, going out their way to go against their own right. habit. Yeah. They'll just fall, you know, naturally kind of fall back into that's them. So. The, the easiest way I always say is the, to watch somebody at their worst. Like when something goes wrong, mm-hmm. watch how they handle it. You right, know? And, right. and then that, that's kind of now if you can deal with them or not. Because right. if, if pressure kicks in, because pressure is life. Right. You know, and if pressure kicks in and they handle it horribly or they, they verbally abuse you or something like that simply because they can't handle it, right. then that ain't the person for me. Right. So, right. yeah, I'm like, you know, I've been through enough that I'm not going through that anymore. Right. And I, I mean, they really say see people really in all seasons, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because the other part is, is when some people, you know, get happy, they tend to forget, you know, right, who, right. Who, help, who, who pull them out yeah. of, you know, that hole yep. sometimes. Yep. So, you know, you got to see people, you know, in all, in all seasons, really. And, and, and that takes time. You know, but for the most part, like you said, for what you can get, you know, in the beginning, usually, like you said, around that two month mark, right. is a good is, is a is a good measure really of you know somewhat knowing that first layer of right. the person. So yeah. I agree with that. I can agree with that. So I'm, it's it's been a while since we did a podcast, and we have to keep it going. Right. Because I feel like everybody misses us. I've been asked a lot. When's our next podcast? Okay. You know, I've been asked a lot. When's Howard coming back on? You know. You know, so I'm glad you're back. I had to drag him by his ponytail. Right. Well, I, well, I, well, I, I had to force you. Right. I forced him yesterday. I'll be the podcast tomorrow. Right. I even got the shirt on today. Yeah. Right. First time ever. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I need the OG design. I just, I'm just saying. I need to owe you. I got you. <laughs> but sure. even though I don't, I don't have a rent because I'm in a good place right now. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah, cool. So Everybody. okay, so t- so tell us then. Okay, if you don't have nothing to complain about or nothing going bad, tell us what you are happy about right now. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to tell y'all my business, those motherfuckers. <laughs> just saying. No, I you know like I said I just I have this energy now. Mm-hmm. I just you know it's like I got. Um, I got different goals that I'm working on now, right. you know, and it's like, you, you know how oftentimes when you're working on things, you got to kind of keep it to yourself yeah. until you kind of, yeah. you know, when, especially when you're in the, in the rough draft period, Yes. you yes. know, yes. if I'm, if I'm not even to the point where I exactly know where I want to go with it, mm-hmm. I'm not going to bring it out because oftentimes you sound crazy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, so, so I keep, I'm right now, I'm keeping it in, mm-hmm. trying to figure out where I want to go, what I want to do, and then once I realize <laughs> And have everything structured, then I'll know who I can reach out to, then I'll know, right. you know, the things I can go what from there. But, you know, other than that, I mean, you know, only thing that, like I said, just pissed me off is like so called friends, you right. know. 
I mean, I, I had some people that did some things that was really, really foul when mm-hmm. my mom passed, and it just, and and they they claimed that they was trying to protect me, mm-hmm. and I didn't see it like that, and right. it, it can never be explained. You know, they know who they are. I've addressed the situation, but you know, everybody's sitting up there acting like. I'm supposed to be a forgiving dude, and I think that's the thing that bothers me the most mm-hmm. is that when when people shit on you, or if they just you know I don't care if you did it in in good faith, mm-hmm. it didn't benefit me whatsoever. Right. right. You know, it, it 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 looked as if you wanted to be a part of something that had nothing to do with you. You know, and therefore you don't have the right to sit there and act like you did this and you did that. You know, it, it's so funny because. A lot of people went around trying to act like they were doing stuff for me, trying to act like they were there for me, and they weren't. You know, and it's like, you know, my thing is, if, if you're not going to be there for somebody, then just shut the fuck up and step to the side. But don't act like you're doing something, and then don't sit there and try to throw the impression to everybody that you've done something. Right. You know, so I had to, my, you know, my, my pet peeve is that I had to put people on blast. I don't like telling people's business, right? But if it includes me, it's my business too, right? So right, therefore, right. I didn't mind telling people why I don't fuck with so many right. people, you know. And it's right. like that my whole—I I think my circle got—we had this huge argument mm-hmm. about my expectations of my circle. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah, and setting those boundaries with right, right. So I, I realized that my circle. Um, wasn't as full as I thought mm-hmm. and I realized that I had let people in. Mm-hmm. My life is has been smooth for years because right. I surround myself with uh, people that that won't affect me in a negative way. Mm-hmm. But I saw that some of them had snuck in there. Right. You right. know, and that was that was out of me trying to be nice. Right. And I think you those know? those are the times where you tend to recognize those things too and like those very traumatic because I mean those are the those are the realest moments of your life. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so those are some of those times where you you like you said, your your circle it, it goes back to, to being, you know, a bit smaller. Um and you know, like we talked about, you know, setting boundaries within your circle. Um, because, you know, there, there's the inner circle, you know, and there's that little outer circle, but you have to be definitive with sometimes with people on kind of where they are with, you, with, with that. You get, um, I think you get comfortable enough and you bring people in because like, you know, we sit at the cigar shop all the time mm-hmm. and then people think that hours spent mm-hmm. develops relationships, right. you know, you gotta realize that even though you're you're still just in a cigar shop chopping it up and it's right, just like right. anywhere you go people gonna lie about shit, mm-hmm. people gonna people gonna exaggerate, you know, and, and and the thing is you you still have to realize, you know, they're still who they are even though you sit there and you you expect a little bit different, but yeah. it's all the same, you yeah. know. And, yes, please. That's when I realized um, that I have associates, I have people that I smoke with, but they're not, you know what I mean? You know, I can't get caught up in the whole, let, let's all get on this, uh, what is that, the group chat, and, you know what yeah, I mean? And yeah. Let's all top it up and let's all yeah. hang out. Of, but I think it's know. important, like you said, to, to have that definitive boundary on, on, you know, I mean, because it, it allows you to identify how you deal with people as well. And I mean, and that's that's how I say, I personally look at it, like, for me, um, it helps me gauge what, you know, information or, you know, what certain things that I can share right. with that group of people versus, you know, my associates are people I might club with, 
you know what I mean? But they're not going to be, you know, who I bounce ideas, a business, you know, ideas off of. And they're not going to be who I talk to, to about those very intimate moments. Those are not who I'm going to share them with. And, you know, and it's not, you know, in, in a bad way, you know what I mean? But, but I just have made it so that those people understand, you know, where we stand. So that, you know, you aren't offended, though, also on the other end. As my as my associate or whatever, when I don't come to you with those things because we've had that boundary established already, so it, it kind of help it helps save you a little bit of headache sometimes when you kind of you know have that dis distinction within your three groups. So how do y'all think y'all pick y'all friends? Like okay, so y'all might let people in and then realize later mm -hmm. they're not for you. Right. But I feel like me. I'm a great judge of character. Thanks, thanks. So I go off of people, you know, because I, I listen more. I don't, I don't really talk much, yeah. you know. And I feel like I'm a judge of character. And I can tell a person if I'm going to mess with that person early. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But some people realize too late. You know, you, you friend this person, and then they, they get in your circle, and then you realize, oh, that, that ain't for me. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, my, my biggest issue is, and I tell you this all the time, that just because I hang with them, I need you to pay attention. You know, I always tell Brandon the same thing, like, mm -hmm. keep your eyes open. Just because you see them with me and you see them talk to me, it don't mean that they're going to be down for you because right. they ain't really down for me. Right. And sometimes they take care of him more than they take That's care of me, right. which is cool. But, you know, I, uh, like I said, I, I guess I was so busy and I just had so much going on that, you know, a lot of people cross that that crossed into that circle that you know, and and some of them got in because of who they knew and who they were related to. You know what I mean? So I and um, that that that's still my part. But, right. But I once I realized it, I went to the source and I let them know our dynamic won't change. But how I deal with your people. Is this is why and this is how it's going to be so and they all accepted that you know so it's just you know i just had a i just had to have a shift it's good i mean i think it's kind of a gut check to your design you know what i'm saying and um for me i feel the same like i'm someone who relies a lot on my on my discernment and um feeling out people's aura and energy my mom will tell you there's people that who will walk in the room and i'm like you can't make, pay me to speak to them because right. their their energy just doesn't sit right with me. It's not it's it is causing my spirit to feel uneasy and not in a good way. You know what I'm saying? But some of the fault comes in when you become arrogant. Mm -hmm. They'll never do that to me. Right. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, no, you know, that's you true. get kind of in that. Like I see how they cut, but they ain't never gonna do that to me. Well, and you know what? Though? And I think I, I feel like I used to feel that way, um, but I think that I've come to. A realization as I've gotten a bit older is that you you can never I mean trust anybody as much as you think that you can. Um, you just the only thing that you can trust is that people are going to be who they are. And, and yeah, and, and so I don't necessarily look at it as though they'll never do me like that. I just look at it. I can I, only thing I can trust is you're gonna be who you are. And so in those situations you're going to reveal yourself. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. That those pivotal moments, and a lot of my friends became my friends that I've had for a very long time. And, you know, it wasn't necessarily one situation or another that, like, you know, pivoted that for me. Like, oh, we're stuck together, you know, now. Right. Because um, I, I don't believe in, like, being bound to people through trauma either. Um, but I will say that, that a lot of my closest relationships, you know, did happen over long periods of time. And then, you know, not not me putting them in positions to prove themselves, but just them continually proving to me that, like, my friendship is important to them, right. um, you know, in so many ways. 
And, you know, recently I did face a situation where my friends and I weren't, or my closest friends and I weren't on the same page. Um, and one of them, you know, pretty much hit me like, you know, I just feel like our friendship is too important to end on that note. And, like, for it to be, you know, we've gotten in the worst, really. And in comparison, that's insignificant, you know, to what we culminated as friends. Right. Um, and so I really appreciated that because that's not always easy to do. And it's not always easy to, to apologize, you know, <laughs> when you're wrong. Um, so that was a, you know, that was, a, and especially knowing who, you know, my friends and who they are, that was a very big thing for me. And, and it was, you know, just, a, you know, a stamp and a re, an affirmation that, you know, that this person is, is continually choosing to be my friend. But I, I think, you know, it just is, like you said, discernment, but you never really truly know a person for real. Um, so, you know, you just got to take everything low-key with a grain of salt, you know what I'm saying? But you can't be, you can't not let people in for the fear of these people not being who they say they are. You just got to you know, deal with it as it comes and, you know, address that situation how it needs to be addressed when it comes, so. What I realize is that uh, when you disagree with people, mm-hmm. not not disrespecting you, but have a difference of opinion, yeah. right. some people take that as you're hating yes. or you don't like them or you're Personally, against them. Yeah. Right. And that's a that's a real flag to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't disagree with you, and, and, and we're friends. Oh yeah, because we're not on the same page a lot. Right, right. We, we, we have respect. We can disagree. talk. Right, yeah, right. We can talk and be right. good. We can even argue. Right, that, but and, and that is good. an art form, though. You to know, respectfully disagree yeah. is another art yeah, form. And, that's, and, it, and a lot of people can't do that. Right. Most people can't do that. Right. You know, to be honest. <laughs> you said something. Most. Most people can't do that. You are dang all right. And I'm gonna be in the I'm gonna be in the mix now because I, like I said I'm gonna start dating you know what I mean so okay. it's like you know and I'm gonna you gonna be in all his glitter and thongs yeah you know, to you, know, <laughs> you know I'm gonna go get me one of them bags quarters but, only yes. quarters only <laughs> you know but I just need to I need these women to know like you know some of y'all yeah some of y'all butterflies but some of y'all are straight moths that come out at night <laughs> you know what I'm saying like so it's I know not. That's what I'm going to say. You're not a butterfly. You're, you're a mom. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, they need the butterfly. <laughs> you're like a mom in a butterfly costume. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, you know, know you're working. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, on top of that, y'all got me choking. <laughs> you know? So, you know. And, like, like I mean, you know, then I, I do meet these women. And then, like, you know, some of them want to sit there and be like, well, you got to make this amount of money to be with me. And blah. I'm like, you know, you make your own money. As long as I ain't taking from you and I can add to you, you know, we're good. Like, they be falling for these pretty dudes, you know? And I'm like, come on now. Can he even read out loud? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, I mean, they be, they be doing stuff like that. Like, that's the first thing you need to do, you know, and find out, find stuff out like that. And half these pretty dudes, they like it from behind, just like the girl like it from behind, you know? So, it's, it, it, I'm, I'm about to go through it. So, I guess when y'all talk about a rant, I'm about to have it because uh, I'm about to get out in the dating pool. And that's going to be horrible. Oh, it got it. But um, we, we were actually having this discussion. Um, about the dating pool uh, the other day with with uh, Dwayne. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the dating pool has pee in it, guys. I'm right. sorry. Um, <laughs> um, but we were we were actually having this discussion uh, with a few of the guys back in the lounge. I, I was one of I was the only girl back there, so I was providing them with a little bit more feminine perspective on dating and like you know kind of why they're experiencing some of the dating world i was there when the guy oh, was no 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 well, that one that one but okay. i had this back with um 
Elaine and uh, Wayne and um, Kev and all of them. Okay. I was back there with them the other day, and and it was it was a it was funny. It was an intriguing conversation, but um, I like having those conversations too sometimes because um, it allows. Um, and I'm not even just gonna say this is reflective of men only, but it allows sometimes people to hold up a mirror and realize like some of their choices or their own what their woes. You know, and I always say the call is coming from inside the house. Right. You are the source of your own pain, you know. That's my problem. I, I love ratchet women. <laughs> you know? But I can't stand conversations with them. If I can find a ratchet music. You like the reform ratchet. Yeah, just the, the, I want a the ratchet. The reform ratchet. You know the one. No, I want a ratchet yeah. mute where I ain't got to hear she just be doing gang signs all the time. You know what I'm saying? That's what I want. Oh, my Lord. Oh, man. That's what I want. There was. Yes, I you know, yeah, I get what you're saying, but I just but the thing is I'm not I'm not coming to the table foul. Yeah. I'm not coming to the table like I remember I was I was trying to kick it with this one girl and my boy was like, Man, you you exposing too much of yourself too soon and I was like, Because I'm not out for the bullshit. Right. So I'm not sitting up there trying to fake like I'm doing this and doing that. Right. You know, I'll just let you know where I stand and how I feel on some things. But like I got you know, I'll take a girl out uh a couple of weeks ago, and she ordered two little meals. What? And she couldn't figure out what she wanted, and she was like, I'll just eat this later. And I was like, what the? Didn't say that I was cool. I was like, okay. And I knew, never again. Never again. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just really, really weird, man. Like, I mean, like, are these women out here starving? That was your $40. Oh, yeah, you know? <laughs> are they starving? Because, like, they, they they do anything to get a good meal. You know what I mean? I don't understand that. Yeah, I, I personally, I, I can't, I'm not one to, like, fake it. Y'all know that. I am very, my, even, if, even if I could fake it, my face ain't going to fake it. So, <laughs> um, I, I'd rather not expend the energy and time faking it over dinner. Right. You know what I'm saying? When I can just, like, eat with my friends and actually enjoy my meal you know what I'm saying right. so I don't really go out for free meals but a lot of girls I mean they do and and you know some of them are not ashamed to say it either yeah, you know it's yeah. not you know some act like they're not but but this one asked me when was I gonna take her out so she can she plotted on me oh yeah she, yeah. she plotted yeah, on me she got her 40 dollars worth yeah, yeah. <laughs> see that bill was like yeah, she got like, like, like yeah <laughs> two <Right> meals <laughs> So I tell you know, I'm like sitting back there like that's why you got the big drawers on. Come kind of heifer. You know what I'm saying? Right. You made period panties. Right. <laughs> right. Those are the only motherfuckers that don't cut off the circulation. Right. You know? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Like a> heifer. <laughs> no, I ain't crazy. gonna lie, you know, you know, I'm on the other side of it, but dating is, is no easy experience. It is not, especially now. And um, and I said that because um, part of, part of that conversation I was having with um, you know back with back then I was saying I think that that before there was um, a lot of women who you know that it, it was in style to have substance you know what I'm saying like I feel like you know in the 90s and all that stuff like these women were beautiful but like they did stuff you know what I'm saying and they were they weren't just pretty faces whereas now you know we've gotten to a culture that. With, there are women who are reliant, you know, completely on their looks, which if that works for you, cool. I'm not here to knock your hustle in any way, shape, or form. Um, but I was telling you that I think that that, trip, that, that, that small group uh, or that large group of women with substance has become the minority. You know what I mean? And you had, the was like, you know, there, he was saying, his argument was that there aren't that many women who are like that. And I was like, 
He's like, yeah, the internet. I said, exactly. How many women are on the internet? You know what I'm saying? Like, how many people are on the internet and, you know, being exposed to that or ingesting that type of information? And even if they don't overtly say that, a lot of them subscribe to that. And a lot of them will get on there and be like, oh, I hate these Instagram girls. But those are really the girls that they want. You know what right. I'm saying? And, and they actually desire. So a lot of people are, I mean, are... How do you say that when you pick them up on Instagram? You know, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, so, how, so I'm like, you know, you think... Exactly. Yeah. And I was telling him, to me, that group that doesn't, you know, live, breathe, and die for the attention of the internet, you know what I mean, and really cares about, you know, nurturing a home and actually, you know, being in a loving, genuine, long-term relationship is, is very few. Now, I have faith in my women. I feel that some may, you know, transition eventually. But I think that, too, a lot of women have kind of decided that it's not an even exchange dating and so I, I am asking for an initial investment at this point now you know and and I don't knock those girls either you know um, but I think that's where a lot of women are at in, in seeking some sort of investment up front rather than because a lot of women feel like what do we actually do for this? you know what I'm saying because and I was explaining to them you know and, and I'll dial this hill. Sex is not an even exchange between men and women. It is not. It's not. And, and you know, they're like, how can it not be? And I'm like, even if we go down to what we were, and, and we're, we've grown from this, but even what we were, you know, kind of fed as kids, for y'all, you know, it is a status symbol to, to, you know, be sexually active. For us, we're taught to wait as long as we can. So, you know, that alone, it should let you know that it's not equal and even. You know what I'm saying? And somebody said a, a quote that I'll never forget, and they were like, uh, a lot, or what was it, a door, um, or a key that goes to many doors is useful, but a door that can be opened by any key is not. You know what I'm saying? And so for me, you know, I do understand as a female that, that to me, I will say that it's not an even exchange. I, that's what I believe. It's not. So I don't knock the girls who are asking for an initial investment, but I was also telling them, though, what that initial investment looks like or what they find valuable in that initial investment is based on the woman. I find, you know, things like time, you know, energy, effort as investments and, and valuable investments. Money, you know, is a, is a valuable investment, but it's not the highest, you know, value. Of, it's not the highest thing of value to me in terms of investment. But some, some women, you know, see that as the highest form of investment, you know, because a lot of men also do place a lot of value on money. So, you know, what you're seeing is women saying, okay, well, if that's what you value too, well, shoot, that's what I'm going to value, and that's what I want you to invest in order to, you know, date me. So let me ask you this. Would you ever date a dude who has a roommate that's a female? Whatever. Um, it, it, I, you know what? Now, maybe not, just because I don't want my dude to have a roommate, period. Um, okay. Granted. Um, it would be a situation where kind of I'd have to use my discernment and when I come around what that what that vibe really is giving because right. you can tell when two people got chemistry you know what I'm saying in the chemistry that's not just platonic you know so I would that would probably be a situation I have to kind of like feel that out and I can't say never you know what I mean I had a but, girl that called me every day when mm -hmm. my mom passed and when I, when I, got, I got a female roommate now yeah and she don't call me at all. Radio silence. At all. <laughs> but, and I was like, did you want to do something? No. Huh? I was like, well, what, what's the problem? Right, what you know, like, I don't. You was just hollering me down. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't understand it. So, yeah, yeah I, I get it. I get yeah, it. Yeah, and, and, I, and I, don't, I don't, see, that's the thing. I don't blame anybody on either side for adjusting to what, you know, the dating scene has become. Because we aren't in the old days of dating. You know what I mean? We're in a new era of dating. And so I think that people are like, oh, these people aren't shit. But really what they're doing is just adjusting to the circumstance, really. You know what I'm saying? And so I feel like 
I do think that people should probably teach them better and still, you know, teach them what it means to have, like, a foundation and build and, like, how to go along to build those things. Right. But I cannot people who, you know, subscribe to those ideals of the internet, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, it is the majority. That's the majority of what you're dealing with. So you just like, dang, well, if this is what I'm going to be dealing with, I got to adjust. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, that's why women, you know, now I'm not saying that women don't get BBLs for themselves, but 90% of them... I, nah, I ain't going to say 90, I say a strong 80, you know, it does, at the root of it, if you talk to them long enough, you will find that it has to do, in some way, shape, or form, with the male gaze and wanting certain male attention, that, I mean, it comes down to that, or they're, and they don't, usually when you ask them, you know, it, it's not like, oh, I feel like I look like a boy, it'd be like, well, I feel like guys feel like I look like a little boy because I don't got, you know, any boobs or whatever, and I'm just like, you're not doing this for you, sis. You need therapy first. You know, right. and, I, and I really think... I like little boobs. <laughs> I do. No, I really think, though, that that, 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 that should be something... Um, is, talking about BBLs, I really do think that that's something that you should have to go through a series hold of on, therapy. Hold on, hold on. Cut you off. Yeah. Our listeners might not know. Oh, I'm sorry. What okay. What BBL is. So, yes. Yeah, <laughs> like, what is it? It is a, a Brazilian butt lift. Um, is where they essentially uh, take the fat from your stomach and pretty much move it around to like your hips butt. Right. <laughs> what the heck is that? So um, I can take the dicks out my ass and do it like that? No, they would fill you. They fill your butt with the fat. So they take your fat from your stomach and they fill the other, they fill out these areas and enlarge them. Um, some girls get the fat also placed in their boobs to, or, or they get a boob lift with it. Or you've heard people say mommy makeovers. That's when they do everything. They get a breast lift, tummy tuck, be, or, or they'll do like the BBL or lipo with the BBL. Um, but a lot of those women, I feel like you, in order to do that, I do feel like um, they should have to go through like a series of therapy sessions just to kind of see if the root of what you're, you know, you're feeling um, if this is actually going to change it, because what you're finding is you get all these people came to shell, all these people are reversing their surgery because not only did it make them sick, it didn't change anything. You're, you're still single. You're not married. It didn't open up any real new doors for you in terms of what you were seeking to begin with. And so they're figuring like, why did I get this in the first place? A lot of these girls are reversing that, you know what I'm saying? Because they're seeing that it's not yielding what they thought came with that you know what i mean and, and a lot of the, uh, of the girls who are you know a little bit thicker who already have those body types you know i find us we be preaching to them like we told y'all this is not what you think that, that it is you know what i'm saying this, with having this body type is a certain like lifestyle and and just certain things that come with it you know what i'm saying the way men pursue you the, the men that pursue right, you right. and that's the thing that you know they don't talk about yeah, you're going to get those certain men that pursue you, but these are not men who want longevity with you. You know what I mean? And so here you got these girls, you got these BBLs and all the surgery, and they're still unhappy. Yeah, you know? body. Now, I'm not looking for a girl with a bomb-ass body. Yeah. I'd rather find a girl with a master's degree that used to be in the cribs or something. I want a ratchet with an education. Who used to be in the cribs, though? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Right, yeah, you know, I want something like that. But I don't, you know, body, I don't, yeah. Yeah. And, so and, like I said, this, as we go further, it's all going to be about me chasing these women and seeing what, how it's, it's bad. Yeah. I, mean, I want to hear those stories. These are, well, I, I can't wait. Stories. I can't wait. We're going we to through it already, man. Stories it's from just, the street. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Remember those, uh, Tales from the Crypt, Tales from the Street. Who was that dude who's going to taxi cab? Oh, um... Oh, what? Those were the best stories. Just taxi cab confessions. Yeah, yeah. Taxi cab confessions. Oh, <laughs> right, my God. Right. <laughs> we 
gotta strap a camera to you or like oh, a GoPro man. or something. A GoPro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I go out, like I said, I meet because every time I see somebody, even just with a beautiful smile, mm -hmm. I just gotta say hi. I just mm -hmm. always stop up a conversation, you know, and it's mm -hmm. just, you know, I tell everybody, you know, you. If you don't shoot that first shot, you know, you always got a chance. Mm -hmm. But if you don't shoot that shot, you ain't never going to have a chance. Right. You know? so, yeah. I, and, I mean, it can end up being, being a good friendship, too. You know what I'm saying? Right. You never that's know. What, that's what's usually going to happen. Yeah. And I'm, but you know what? A lot of men are like, oh, if, if she can, if, if she not, if I can't have her the way I want her, then, you know, we're nothing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I'm like, that's, that's so immature to me, you know, because I could end up being somebody who's, you know, in your corner and who is very, as a good resource to you, right. you know, long term. So, yeah. Yeah. I feel that. That's cool. Yeah, this was a lot. It was. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we had this podcast. And, and I told y'all this is going to be a good one because we haven't been here so long. We got a lot to talk about. Yeah. But uh, we're going to carry this into to, to a part two. Yes. Okay? Yes. Part two. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thanks for listening. We are at Pipes and Pleasant as always. 4244 East Main Street. So any ratchet moms that has a degree. Moms. <laughs> not. Not butterflies. Yeah. And, and not Columbus State is yeah, not a degree. Yeah. Okay, I'm just yeah. saying. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah. That Prefer is the thirteenth grade. That is not college. Preferably from the from the from Livingston area. Yeah, right. Livingston main <laughs> area. Right. Hey. Anybody that used to be in uh in Windsor Terrace <laughs> that got a degree, give me a call. Lindy McKinley graduates. <laughs> <laughs> Did they ever send anybody to college? <laughs> you know, I only learned two two people from Mary Franklin that never went to college. <laughs> you know, there, there's just some school districts, man, just like, what is you? Yeah, you just like, you know, maybe you want to lie and tell me you went to Westerville. Right, right. You know? You know thank you for listening, and this has been Tips and Sips Podcast. We out. Peace. Next week.